Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from the Super Talk Mississippi app. We hope you've downloaded that app. You can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And of course, you can watch good things too in various ways. The easiest way is just take your computer or your mobile device over to supertalktv.com. You'll see us live and in living color. And I thought we would just kick off with some good headlines for your hump day today here on Good Things. All of these can be found over on the Good Things Facebook group. That's one of the best things about that group if you're on the Book of Faces. It's a great way to collect all of the positive headlines going on in our great state. And sometimes beyond and I guess to start some fun conversations. But we'll get to that later today. Here's a good one for you. Grammy Museum Mississippi has named its 2022 gala the Great Ball of Fire. I mean, what a perfect name for the gala in honor of the recently passed rock and roll legend, Jerry Lee Lewis. If you want more information about that gala, you can always go to supertalk.fm and get the full story. We're also going to get more of a story coming up later here on Good Things. One of Mississippi's music icons, they're getting the tribute he deserves with the museum. You may know the name Billy Ray Reynolds. He's got a museum opening or a museum in his honor, excuse me, is opening in Mount Olive. So stay tuned tuned to good things we're gonna get to learn a little bit more about that and i know you don't like me talking about christmas before thanksgiving and y'all have done a really good job of trying not to but there's some good headlines out there about some christmas movies that's got some mississippians um, in it one being if you have discovery plus already talked about this a little while ago but it's now on and it's called a christmas open house and it stars ben and aaron napier of HGTV's hometown. You've probably heard of that show before, and that is located in Laurel. So apparently, if you watch the movie, you will know notice several of the, or recognize, should I say, several of the downtown businesses are on or in. I guess they have, they're on. They're on the movie. They're on the big screen. They're on film. They're on film, but they're in the movie, and that's uh, the boutique on Central. 320th Street and then the Red Fox Realty is also in downtown Laurel. They're all featured as stops in the movie A Christmas Open House. So if you have Discovery Plus, I don't know if that movie or any of the Christmas movies that HGTV is utilizing some of its stars to be in will also translate onto 
like the TV, HGTV. I don't know why that is HGT. It just doesn't roll off my tongue. Anyway, and I get it confused with AGT and all the things. So, but hometown, we all know that. So I don't know if it will be on TV or if it's just on the app. But if you've got the app, then you might as well go ahead and check that out. Two, I know Ben Napier, you know, he's the woodsman or the craftsman. However, he probably wouldn't mind either way. Um, Woodworker, woodsman. Ben's work. You say woodsman, I think of like <laughs> <I know. laughs> Big Bad Wolf. Big Bad Wolf. Well, Lumberjack coming Lumberjack, to save the day. You know, they got to get the tree down before they can get it to his workshop, before they can, uh, you know, do all the fun things with it. And there's always a special, there's a little show, too, on the app, and it's Ben's workshop. But I know Santa has come to town for his workshop as well through some specials. So go support if you've got those apps or those outlets. Just make sure, you know, you're giving a watch to what's going on here in Mississippi. Now, this isn't an app, or I'm sure there's an app for that. But for all of you Will of Fortune lovers, you may have caught that we had a Mississippian represented on there, Miss Kristen White. She is a teacher uh, in Rankin County, and she's a resident of, Br- of Brandon, which would still be Rankin County. And she's an eighth grade math teacher at Richland Junior High. And she went for the big win, but she fell so- short. She did receive $1,000 for participating. But she says the real prize was when Will of Fortune host Pat Sajak told her she had one of the top 10 best smiles. So if you missed that, there are clips of that also on the Good Things Facebook uh, group. How fun is that? Did you know that you or I or anyone can actually try to be on Will of Fortune? To me, they make it easier than anybody. You go to the Will of Fortune's website and then you play along and then somehow that's how you end up auditioning for or you you have to win a spot to audition for the show, if that makes hmm. sense. Like you have to play to play. Well, that's I know right. with Jeopardy, they have a like a trivia test that they give you to take. And if you do well enough on that, then you get into a, a later round and then they call an interview and all that stuff. Well, I mean, you you would get that there has to be a level of skill or knowledge with like. Jeopardy. Right. Although I think it'd be fun if you just think you might could do it. You might as well just hop up in there. But if you have zero level of trivia, like you're not going, you're not, not only are you not going to do anything, you're also not going to be a good competitor. I mean, you could just pop your button just and say the first thing that came out of your mouth, kind of like they do on Family Feud. <laughs> Be more and like celebrity Jeopardy on celebrity, SNL. Yes, I was just was gonna say. I feel like there's there's missed opportunity there to have a little fun with just. But they should also, I think, have rounds where, or I guess a show dedicated to kind of like Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader type questions. I know that premise has already been done with that show, but just having like pulling people out of the audience and giving them a chance just to push the button on questions you should know the answers. Too, and I would still do terrible with that. But with Will of Fortune, though, I feel like it opens the door for more of us mortals to potentially have a chance of being decent at the game. Yeah, I mean, your everyday average Joe would, would be probably a little bit better suited for Wheel of Fortune. But there are those people whose brains are just wired for Wheel of Fortune, where they don't have to look at the TV. You you can just holler out to somebody in a different room, hey, it's a phrase, 
It's five words. The first word's four letters. The second word's three le- And they can just rattle it off without even really thinking about it. Would those people be the same who grew up or enjoy crossword puzzles? I think that uh, that Venn diagram does have a good bit of overlap. Because, I mean, it's basically a crossword puzzle, right? But I mean, Just laid just, out in one, yeah. Just laid out in one and you sort of get to piece it together. Oh, that'd be like Jeopardy 2.0, right? Do any of them ever... Not Jeopardy. Um, Will of Fortune 2.0. If you had them, do they ever? They're all one word. They never cross, right? I want to say I remember seeing one one time where it was crossword-esque and one of the letters was in both. both words. But I don't think that's a very common one that they pull out. I wonder. We should get Pat Sajak on. I feel like this would be a great conversation for us to have with him on Good Things. If you've got connections, I'll give you my email. Um I wonder with the push for Wordle, like the popularity of Wordle and all that that came out here recently, which now it's a board game, by the way, kudos to whoever laid that idea in the boardroom meeting for the New York Times. Hey, let's take our crossword puzzle and merge it with this app and make it addictive and fun for everybody every day. And hey, there are worse things people wake up to every morning. I'm not poking fun, Um, but it did sort of. Rein, or reinvigorate, I guess, people's love of crossword, crossword puzzles or trying to figure them out. And so you wonder, where I'm getting at with Wheel of Fortune, if the game of Wheel of Fortune got better with, like, Wordle and all that catching fire. The players get better, not, right. you know, Wheel of Fortune necessarily get better. Or were Wheel of Fortune-ers always going to be good at things like Wordle? Again, I think some people's brains are just wired to look at words that way, where they I just kind of see the letters and the words in the in and, the, the and maybe ether, that's the way they, they connect. They connects and spells. It rock and roll Jeopardy was awesome. Someone on the text line shared it was on VH1 in the late eighties or nineties. So is that rock and roll being the primary subject matter for the Jeopardy? If memory serves, yeah, it was uh, Jeopardy in the vein of the music industry. So each round of Jeopardy kind of has its own theme, right? Or each uh, like line? Yeah, each column, column on the on the screen. But is not each a, show has its own right sort of. They have better. themed weeks and stuff where you'll have like college week, and you have different people from different universities across the country competing, and you'll have. Kid Week, where they have Kid Jeopardy, and you have kids up there, and then you have the what is it, the Game of Champions, where you have people that have won before come back and compete again. Mike from Boonville said three to four word crossword puzzles sometimes. Yeah, I didn't fortune. think it was very common, but I think I remember seeing that before. I was well, I was thinking if they never have, here's a great idea for for that's why we should get Pat on the show, give him some more of our great ideas. Hey, we got some great things going on on Main Street around you. We're going to get into that and more coming up next here on Good Things.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the magnolia state today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend it is brought to you by the mississippi main street association now don't you forget you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on info on upcoming events in your area but calling all you in greenwood and in surrounding communities you've got a holiday open house coming up this weekend actually i think it's starting tomorrow and joining us to tell a little bit more is miss Brantley Snipes. She is the executive director of Main Street Greenwood. Hey, Brantley. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? You there with us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. So this is an exciting time for our small communities having these open houses. I know a lot goes into it and a lot is going on. So tell us about it's looking a lot like Greenwood, I think is the name of your event. Yeah, so um, all of our retailers, we're going to kick off the holiday season in downtown Greenwood tomorrow night. We're going to start at 5 and run till 8, um, and we'll have carriage rides, probably rides. Um, Santa, I think, is going to make a trip down from the North Pole to help us kick off the holiday season and be bouncing around. And, of course, in true Delta style, we will have nibbles and um lively libations for all of our um, clients in our retail sector. You know, that just helps with the shopping, right, Brantley? Oh, that just makes shopping yes. a little more fun it's, when you've got some we got some bubbles. When you, you get got, bubbles, you get a lot better shopping. And I know our retailers appreciate that. I'm a much better shopper. I spend more money if I've had a bubble or two. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you guys, not only does it kick off tomorrow, but this runs all through um, Saturday as well. So for people yes. who are listening thinking, maybe I can't make it into Greenwood to, tomorrow, but, you know, the weekends sure. are looking a little free, moving into yes. pre-Thanksgiving uh, break. Uh, what you got going on this weekend? So it's a little bit of the same thing. You know, the retailers will be open. We all have extended hours. Um, there will be a variety of different kind of deals and specials. Um, you know, I'm the Main Street director, but I'm now a retailer as well. So I know we're doing specials at my shop. Um, we've got 20% off of our Julie Voss line for the whole weekend. And so, you know, just a bunch of different deals specials our restaurants will be open we'll have brunch at the vine um and you know the christmas carols playing on the downtown speakers and the cold weather it's just it's going to be kind of one of those magical um early holiday weekends in downtown greenwood well there's you know all mississippi's main streets and downtowns there there's something the same about them but they're all a little bit different so how is greenwood's kind of set up is it more of a square where would you park how do you sort of think through that yeah so no we've actually we've got three main um streets that kind of um define our downtown um howard street is the central street and then we've got main street and we've got fulton street so we want to remind everybody that we go outside of Howard Street and we've got retailers and restaurants um, on both Main and Fulton Street. Um, it runs from the river 
down to our linear park rail spike park trail that we have that runs along the historic rail line. Um, you know, and I think one thing that makes Greenwood special is, you know, the we do a lot of effort on the lights and the and so we know, you know, it does get dark earlier in December and now no I guess we're in November, we're not in December yet. But um the lights Almost. come on <laughs> and it just we've got the warm glow of Christmas lights and the street lights and the um downtown speakers and so, you know, we invite people to come shop but stay for dinner. Um visit Gardenia's, make a reservation at Fan and Johnny's, plan on having a good piece of pie over at the Crystal Grill, you know, we, we want people to come dine with us too. So come shop, come dine, come make a um come make a day out of it because we've got something to offer on all of that. And that would be a great reason to come and visit Greenwood. If we want to plan our trip to that, Brantley, where do we go for it? So I would you know, we work really well together. You're welcome to pop on Main Street Greenwood website, MainStreetGreenwood.com. We also have an exceptional um, Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, we have fresh new shopping guides that we're going to have linked to the website for everyone so you know kind of where all of our downtown shops are. Um, but do, you know, if you're if you're new to Greenwood and you haven't been, do plan on popping in the Visitors Bureau. They've got a ton of brochures, little welcome happies, you know, just to kind of make your visit all the more special so that you're not, um, we get it kind of mapped out for you and tell you the high spots to hit. Well, I appreciate your time, Brantley. I know you got a meeting to get to, so I know uh, thank you for joining us here on uh, Good Things. And good luck to your open house. Yeah, thanks. We're looking forward to it. And everybody come to Greenwood, and thanks for all you do to highlight our Mississippi Main Street communities. You know, we want to remind everybody that, you know, these are integral parts to all of our communities. A lot of people don't know what we do, but preservation and promotion of all of our downtowns is what we do best and we just appreciate you keeping us in the loop absolutely well we appreciate all the work that you guys are doing and bringing santa to town is always a good thing so (laughs) i hope you have a great weekend yeah (laughs) okay thanks rebecca Uh uh-huh well she could have said it any better uh but i bet she will get a two thumbs up from our guest to uh, thomas gregory he is your mississippi main street association state coordinator and thomas i mean she said it perfectly when you know preservation and sort of the revitalization of our downtowns really helps our small communities and these open houses that we've been talking about here on mississippi main street wednesdays is a big piece of their yearly income how important is it that we get out and sort of support these open houses in all of our small towns absolutely yeah it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year in mississippi's main street communities and you know showing support for our local merchants is uh it's a big deal not only to them but to the people that they employ um you know we we're a big promoter of shopping local especially during the holidays um and we know that a dollar spent in a local uh locally owned store circulates in the community about three times more than a dollar spent in a in a chain um establishment and so uh, when you spend money locally you're not just helping that that business you're really helping your entire community um so uh, especially during the holidays it's it's really important to shop local and she also mentioned dine local too and sort of take part in all of these events i know main streets across mississippi man they're working all year long to sort of create these fun and exciting moments of time in their downtowns to get the community out and get them fellowshipping you guys do a wonderful job of highlighting that on your mississippi main street.com's calendar i mean how do you keep up with all the events thomas 
Well, um, we have a, a, a lot of wonderful local organizations that keep us, you know, posted on the things that they're doing. I think Main Street organizations are known um, for their festivals and their events and the things that make those communities unique. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would encourage all of your listeners to go to our website at msmainstreet.com and click on the events tab, and you can see what's going on in communities all across the state, um, you know, not just during the holidays, but year-round, because uh, you're right, there's seems like there's something always going on in our downtowns, um, you know, throughout the year. Well, I think we've got some of the best, and we've also got this great uh, organization, which is Mississippi Main Street, that helps them get their word out about the things they're doing. And I think, you know, you can take pride in your own Main Street. I totally encourage you to do that. But, like, go visit other ones. They're not all – they all have the same unique qualities, right, that they're they're usually locally owned, and they have the charm of their community that they're representing. But they're also all different. It feels like, a you know, a, a kind of a different – community well each main street has a different community i think is what i was trying to say yeah and i think you know part of what makes mississippi um such a great state is it is a collection of really unique places um and you know as you travel from place to place if you're you know headed up i-55 or 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 somewhere else you know take some time to get off the interstate and um you know detour into the downtown because what i think you'll find is a place that's authentic and unique and uh, really special. Um, you know, part of what makes our downtowns um, unique are the, the locally owned businesses and the unique architecture and the, the, the people that um, uh, you'll find there. So, um, you know, get off the beaten path and, and see some of these unique places, um, you know. It's, um, it's something that's really fun for, for families to do. And I, know, and I feel like these open houses, and we all have, we have them um, at least within driving distance, even if your own community doesn't have one. The retailers, man, they go to full lengths to make sure that it's a fun experience, and it's a memorable one as well. And I know many have become kind of family traditions to sort of do and sort of gear up before the Thanksgiving feast and then really rolling into that Christmas holiday. So I love the, the bringing back, Thomas, one thing I love about downtowns is the bringing back of the um the window shopping right like they're bringing back the old school sort of decorating of the windows and you just don't get that in big box stores um at all so thomas remind us where to go for your calendar and all things mississippi main street yeah just go to our website msmainstreet.com you can find information all about our organization um and if you click on the events tab on the website you can go to our calendar which uh, is where all of the events from all of our communities are, are posted uh, and updated. So we encourage you to uh, check that out. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us today. And, again, what's happening downtown this weekend was brought to you by Mississippi Main Street Association. Cheers to holiday shopping. Mississippi. Positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Ever 
fun. You can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And as I told you earlier on good things, one of Mississippi's music icons is getting a little tribute he deserves. The Billy Ray Reynolds Museum is opening its doors soon in Mount Olive, Mississippi. And joining us to tell us a little bit more about the project is Ralph Price, along with Billy Ray's wife, Laura Reynolds. Hey, guys. Hello. How are you doing, Rebecca? I am doing well. I think this is such an exciting um, endeavor that you guys have sort of, you know, put yourself on in terms of an adventure, and it's almost time for the doors to open. So congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We've actually been open just a few days to kind of get the uh, wrinkles out, and we're looking forward to our grand opening this coming uh, Saturday, and we appreciate you having uh, us on your program. A soft opening is always a smart thing to do. Now, let us I'll ask Laura, since she probably knew him better than anybody else, give us a little background on Billy Ray's life and maybe his career for those of us who hadn't heard that name in a while. Okay. uh, Thank you for having us. Um, Billy Ray was born and raised in Mount Olive or outside of Mount Olive. Um, his family farmed uh, 40 acres of cotton and corn in a community called Saratoga. Um, and Billy Ray grew up plowing and dreaming of going to Nashville and becoming a songwriter. Uh, he and his father would sing hymns together while they plowed. And some of the country music songs they'd heard on the radio. And when he couldn't remember a line, the next day he would just make one up. And sometimes he would like his line better. And so that kind of gave him the idea about he could maybe one day be a songwriter. So was his first love songwriting, maybe just the other um, gifts and talents helped him be the best songwriter he could be? Oh, absolutely. He, He loved writing. He loved playing music. He loved singing. And he was blessed to be talented uh, in all those aspects. And so he was able to pursue his dream and uh, spend about 35 years in Nashville uh, and then was able to come back to Mount Olive. Ralph, tell us a little bit about what led to the idea of museum. I mean, there's a lot that goes into visually telling someone's a story or a significant career from the artifacts and everything else. When did it just make sense that Billy Ray Reynolds, he needed his own spot in terms of a museum to share his story? Well, Rebecca, we um, I had the opportunity to work with Billy Ray and Laura for the last five years of Billy Ray's life, and uh, we would... We would talk a lot about his career and the past uh, uh, professionals that he had worked with, and um, I just began to learn that his body of work that he had produced as a creative artist just reflected an immense talent and also a work ethic. You know, you have to work at it, and uh, he took that farm boy work ethic from Mississippi to Nashville, and he, he worked hard at it, And uh, but it also reveals a rare degree that he had as far as versatility and what he could do in the music and entertainment industry. Uh, he had an unselfish willingness to work on the projects of other people, which is why he's held in such high esteem by his peers, and many of them are household names. Uh, but it also accounts for his you know, relative obscurity among everyday fans of country music. So we want to bring these items that we've gathered uh, from his career and uh, display them. Um, he had accumulated over his career a lot of never-before-seen photographs, awards that he won, uh, citations, video and audio tapes, uh, guitars and other musical equipment that uh, he had accumulated. 
And uh, just going through all of his files after he passed away, we, we recognized what significance the, these artifacts had. And we thought that creating a permanent exhibit uh, could be shared with his hometown that he loved so much and would be an appropriate way to remember him and just celebrate the life that he lived. You know, he pursued his dreams, like Laura said, as a little boy and then going on to accomplish so much. So we hope that this display is interesting, but we also hope that it's inspiring uh, to others who might have a goal or pursue something creatively. Um, I think that, you know, that, that all towns need something unique. I think now uh, destination tourism we hope to be a big part of. We hope that this will draw visitors in and fans of music everywhere. Uh, we're excited about another honor. Uh, this is a separate, un- unrelated to the museum, but uh, he was just uh, selected uh, for his own country music trail marker for the town of Mount Olive. So that'll put him uh, on the trail. Uh, so I think the museum and the trail marker will work hand in hand to, to draw visitors in. Billy, I'm, I'm sorry, not Billy. Uh, Ralph, where will the Billy Ray Museum, Reynolds Museum, be? It is, uh, it is located at 102 South. 6th Street in downtown Mount Olive. Uh, Mount Olive is located, uh, for those of the listeners that may not be familiar with where Mount Olive is, and of course mostly it's associated with the hometown of the late great quarterback Steve McNair, who also was from Mount Olive. Uh, but it's located on U.S. Highway 49, about halfway between Jackson and Hattiesburg. It's right there, just very conveniently located. And uh, so we hope to draw some traffic off of Highway 49 and uh, come into town and and uh, ironically, uh, Rebecca, we had no idea when we were forming, getting all the things ready, that we knew we had to have a, a, a building. And uh, we had no idea that the very building that Billy Ray used to walk in as a nine-year-old to the city drugstore in Mount Olive and read hit parade magazines and buy guitar strings, that it would be available. So that's the very building that we're going to have the museum in. So that was real special to us. Now, Miss Laura, I can only imagine the emotional roller coaster when you're gathering these artifacts, you know, to fans or to coworkers. You know, it's really neat and sort of cool to learn. But to you, those are personal. Those are your husband's things that tell of his story and his past. Are there any that maybe you uncovered or found or let go of that you have a special connection to when you go through the museum? Uh, absolutely. Um, several of the things in the museum. We had in our home in Mount Olive, we had a little studio uh, where we did our songwriting, recorded our demos. And so several of the things were actually displayed in our studio, uh, one of which I think a lot of people will find very interesting um, are the original handwritten lyrics uh, to the Waylon Jennings song, Are You Sure Hank Done It This Way? Uh, I think most people probably know that song. It was a big hit. And the morning that Waylon wrote that song, uh, Waylon asked Billy Ray to look it over and uh, what did he think needed changing. And Billy Ray told him the only thing that song needed was to be recorded. Um, And so Waylon wrote a handwritten note on that original lyric sheet to Billy Ray that said, Billy... You've always been my friend, and I'll always be your friend, and signed it. And I think that's something that Billy Ray was very proud of, um, that he had displayed in our studio for all those years, and I think people will find that very interesting in the museum. Um, And also his Super Picker Award that he was given by the National Academy of Recording Artists 
for playing rhythm guitar on Good Hearted Woman. Um, and then there were several things that we discovered going through his files, some of which I had never seen. Um, so a lot of it I think people are going to find very interesting, and it was very interesting for us going through it and interesting for me to learn even some of the stuff that I didn't know about him. So I think that people that don't know him will be able to kind of feel like they do when they leave. Mm -hmm. And even the people that know him very well, I think will learn things that they didn't already know about him. I love the little fun fact I read where there, Billy Ray fulfilled a pledge he made to his mother. You can't hate a man who kept pledges to his mama <laughs> at the age of nine playing the Grand Ole Opry with Pete Drake Band in 1969. Those are the type of things that, you know, connect you to a person. You enjoy their what they can do in terms of their talents. But they were normal people with, you know, mothers and fathers and dreams and wishes. And, you know, it really just sort of brings a bit of, of humanity to the people that we just see their names and lights, you know, all the time. Ralph, when will we get to enjoy the museum? When will it be open? I know you mentioned in terms of hours. And then where can yes. we go to maybe get tickets or, or plan our trip? Well, this is a no admission charge. We wanted to set up something that anybody that would like to enjoy this museum, they can come. There's no admission. Obviously, we do take donations in, in case someone would like to donate. Uh, we're going to be set up as a 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, hopefully we can do some good with any funds left over. Um, but uh, it's open from 10 a.m. to uh, 4 p.m. Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays to start off with. And we'll expand those hours as we need to. But uh, this coming Saturday will be a special day. Uh, it will be the ribbon cutting, the uh, building dedication. It, that will begin at 11 a.m. Uh, this coming Saturday, November 19th. And uh, we'll have some refreshments there, cookies. And uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, too, that's uh, part of this is that in addition to the museum, the building, we have one section of the building kind of cornered off. It's where his albums are displayed. He contributed as a either a songwriter, a vocalist, guitarist, on over 65 albums. And we have the album covers displayed for everyone to see. And, of course, he wrote for everybody from, you know, Waylon, obviously. He, I think Waylon had 12 songs or 13. Uh, but he also wrote songs that were recorded by Johnny Cash and Tanya Tucker and Conway Twitty and he Just definitely deserves his own museum, Ralph. Well, you and Laura will have to come back on when he gets his country music trail. Everyone needs to go out and visit the Billy Ray Reynolds Museum and stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. A little bit rusty, but it got around As good as a coupe de ville Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget you can listen to Good Things on supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app and we 
you're always on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can find good things coming up this Friday as well as Middays with Jar Gibbert and the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're all going to be in Columbia on Friday for the annual Columbia Christmas Festival. Preparations are underway to kick off the spectacular festival and Super Talk Mississippi is going to be in downtown Columbia with all the details. And from what I hear, there will be ice skating, which I think should be a lot of fun. It is a Wednesday here on Super Talk, which means you can catch Thunder and Lightning live with Brian Haydad across the entire Super Talk Mississippi network and on Super Talk TV. That's each Wednesday night right here at 6 p.m. Thunder and Lightning covers the Mississippi State Bulldogs like no one else. And of course, you'll still be able to get daily Thunder and Lightning episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. So good stuff happening uh, here on Super Talk. A lot of fun's happening over on the Good Things Facebook group. Today of all days is National Fast Food Day. Who knows why it needs its own day, but here we are. It's the, what, 16th of November, I think. <laughs> and it is National Fast Food Day. The thing I like about that, though, is everyone has an ideal order. If I said to you, which is what I post to the group, what is your favorite fast food order? No gimmicks. You just get to choose. You get to spout it out. What is it that you want, Rhino? Arby's beef and cheddar. Arby's beef and cheddar. Jeff said Hardy's country fried steak biscuit with a side of gravy to dip it in. You know, straight where to do it. Abe, but Abe, Abe kind of has gotten on the fast food, I guess, kick, not kick, but what they do, the bacon double cheeseburger from most places. Because really, is there a big difference between a bacon double cheeseburger from Wendy's versus other places? You would pick the one place that has the square burgers. Do this. Is that the Wendy's difference? is the one with the square burgers. So you, you could see similarities with Burger King and Mickey D's or Arby's and Hardee's. <laughs> but you pick the one place where they actually are different. They got square burgers. I don't know. Okay. Wendy's doesn't cut corners. I don't think I have <laughs> I don't think I have ever ordered a bacon double cheeseburger. So I don't, really? I don't know. I mean unless no, I don't think I have. I don't think I'm at the... Not even after a late night bender in college? Well, if I did, I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) but if I was being naughty in the drive-thru, it was going to be more of a spicy chicken sandwich. I did go through a phase younger in life for Big Macs. I don't know why. I never finished them because they were big. It's the secret sauce. It's the secret sauce. You felt like you... For some reason, Thousand Island on a burger is just wow. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I think I think if I had to go back in time, like the the Wendy's spicy chicken combo with a small chocolate frosty would have been like my go to just fast food order back in the day, where you know I didn't think about the ramifications of it later on down the road. I mean, uh, Chick Fil A is fine. We 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 do that as well. But it feels like Chick Fil A is just a little higher on the totem pole of quality. I know it's fast food, but it seems like for me, by the time I find something that is both cheap and filling, or not both, that is all of the above, cheap filling and something you can find everywhere. That's not like a special menu item. Mm-hmm. By the time I find something that I like and I re- order it repeatedly, it gets discontinued. Like in college. Loved the rodeo burger from Burger King. It's just a hamburger with an onion ring and barbecue sauce. 
But apparently, that's too complicated, and they got rid of it on the menu. Then I went to Wendy's. Started getting the cheesy cheddar burger, where it's a burger with cheese, and then they put some liquid cheese on it, like the kind of nacho cheese, but not spicy. So it's a cheesy cheeseburger. Can't find that at a Wendy's anymore. I feel like you are the Grim Reaper when it comes to fast food uh, line items. The other thing I I would say, I guess, ordered repeatedly as a kiddo would have been um, the chicken biscuit from Popeye's in the morning. The he was the fried little chicken breast in the biscuit with the with the piece of cheese. That'll get you Saturday morning uh, started just right. Louis from the six six two Connie's chicken and biscuit. Connie's Connie's, excuse me. Uh, and a blueberry donut. Mike from Grand Bay. Crystal and White Castle are square, but not sure if it's meat. That's fair. Taco Bell. Mm. Johnny and West Point. Pie Pie's spicy chicken. Set. I still haven't had one. You got in on that when the getting was good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I got to try the actual, actual Popeye's chicken sandwich. The, the original the monster, that broke the massive world. chicken breast on it before they took it away and brought it back as a lesser version of itself. Dan in Hattiesburg, double bacon double cheeseburger topped with Burt's chili from Waffle House. With a side of Tums. With a side of Tums, for sure. To dum dum tums You think you wonder if they're in bed together, the fast food industry and the Tums in the antacid community. What can we make? They're all owned by Big Grease. <laughs> Follow the money, people. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. If you took all the antacids away, people would be forced to stop eating fast food. If you took all the fast food away, people would be forced to stop needing antacids. Nah, there's still mother-in-law spaghetti. That's very true. Very, very, very true. All right, the conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. Stick with us. You got more up next. You got Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Don't forget Thunder and Lightning Live with Hey Dad at 6 p.m. right after Sports Talk. We'll meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.